Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3-5 emotional manifester, right angle, cross of Eden. And I'm Monique, a 1-4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special, what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Love Human Be Spirit. As always, we are excited for all of our beautiful listeners, whether you're new or you're a longtime listener, we welcome you and we are so grateful for you. And today we um, felt very called to share some, just some things that uh, we've kind of been playing around with for ourselves, which is often what we decide to share uh, so I'll let you discuss what it is or share with everyone what we're, we're, what we plan to discuss today. How are you today, Monique? I'm good. Thank you. Um, how are you, Amy? I never ask you back. I am <laughs> wonderful. Good. Um, I'm good too. And um, we're recording earlier in the day today, which makes Amy very happy. Yes, it does. And <laughs> so if I sound a little more draggy, that's why. But um don't don't fear because I'm on my second cup of coffee so we're good we're gonna I'm gonna keep up um we are I'm excited to talk about this um this is something that I can really relate to because I feel like a lot of my journey with human design and just a lot of my life journey has really involved this theme of self-trust and um and I don't know if if people if you hear that and you know exactly what that means and that's awesome. <laughs> That's so great. I, I am a person that struggled with trusting myself, um, based a lot because of decisions I made in my younger years and how that kind of left me feeling about myself and my ability to make decisions and stuff like that. And in, in the best way for me. And so that's been a big part of my journey with human design and human design. A big part of this guys is about learning decision-making. That's what our authority is here to teach us. You know, when we learn human design words, the first things we learn are type strategy and authority, right? We say those words all the time. And uh, we're going to talk about the authorities a bit today. And we're going to talk about specifically with regard to each authority, why there may, where and why there may be struggles of self-trust in using your inner authority. And, um, and that's, like I said, uh, for me, been a a, a big game changer. It still is, uh, you know, I'm still learning, uh, but it's been a a really empowering source of, of inside of myself to tap into and to start to understand in this really cool way. And what has come up often is the self-trust thing. And so um, that's kind of what made me think about it. And I imagine every authority, I mean, I know every authority has some kind of a, a, a I don't want to say issue, but maybe some kind of a, a theme with regard to the self-trust and, and how that works within us mechanically with our inner authority. 
Beautiful. Does that sound right? It always, everything we ever say always sounds right to me. So <laughs> I don't really believe in right or wrong anyway. It's whatever stream of consciousness is in the moment. But what I love about this so much is I'm literally right now in, in the space of life where I am. I'm in the heart of making a couple of really big decisions. One is a financial one and another one is a geographical one because I got a baby, grandbaby coming. So um, let me make that clear. A grandbaby. I'm not having more babies. <laughs> Shit. Holy hell, I am not having Wow, anything. can you imagine if that's what life threw at you right now? That <laughs> <laughs> noise, God, no. Okay, so, but I'm very excited about the grand baby. So one is it like an investment that I'm making in myself. And so, you know, I'm really, that's a big decision. So I'm leaning into my authority for that one. And the other one is geographical. Like, what am I going to do? Because I'm down here in Florida. My beautiful daughter with baby to be is in Michigan. And I'm just trying to make some decisions from that perspective. So it lands beautifully for me. So the way I kind of envisioned us doing this, it was, we starting with the hierarchy, right? Emotional authority is the most, um, dominant. We know that we have a lot of, you know, conversations about 50%. emotional 50%. <laughs> So either you have emotional authority or for sure somebody you know does. It's just inevitable. And then we're going to work our way down all the way to the lunar authority, which is the least common, those beautiful reflectors that only represent 1%, but they are powerhouses. And so we're just going to give, you know, kind of our input. Of course, Monique and I get to reflect on our own personal authority from our lived experiences. And we also have people in our lives with each of the others. Some are very much more rare. So please don't think that we're leaving anyone out because we're not, that it may feel like we're sharing a little more with the ones that we have or that we, you know, are surrounded by others that have because we have more experience with it. But there's something in this for everyone, as always. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And at this point in our journey, we've we both of us, I feel like, have really been able to spend time with um at least some people with each authority yes. you know and like like amy said of course some are more prevalent than others so we get exposed to that more with our friends and clients but with uh in it, now in the time and space that we've had in this world we really have had the opportunity to work with reflectors with mental projectors with ego well ego projected projectors are those those little rare birds but if a couple right and um you know we've really come across almost all of the authorities at this point. So we, yes. We, uh, yes, we're going to always have our personal view slapped in the front of this on how we feel about our own process because we're living it. Uh, but we're, we're excited to give you a little intel. Like Amy said, there's something here for everybody for sure. And what we're talking about here, again, just so we're really clear is our own inner authority, the center in your design that is here to guide you in your decision-making process, something we are not taught in this uh, societal world that we're changing. So none of the authorities are meant to, in human design, one of the beautiful takeaways that I love to tell people and remind people is none of us are meant to make decisions in our mind. <gasps> Shocking <laughs> news, breaking news, guys. Nobody is here to make decisions in their mind. Did you hear that? It's in our bodies. <laughs> so we get to listen to this center in our body and trust it. Trust it. It's so hard at first sometimes though. So that's what we're going to talk about. That um, battle because we're really taught to go in our mind. And so our authority starts to tell us something and we're like, that's weird or whatever. We're going to get into why, but 
you know, it's uh, that's the that's the baseline here. So we're going to start with emotional authority, like Amy said, and I'm going to let you start it off since this is yours. Yes, 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 yes. So um, as I've shared before, we have emotional authority episodes. That's not what we're touching on today. We're touching on why we might either struggle or feel challenged by trusting that beautiful authority that we have. And for me, as I've shared, I dismissed it forever. I didn't even let myself listen to it or be available for it. And I have become really aware of it and I'm loving it and I'm leaning into it. And I think where I feel like the most um, struggle comes in is the fact that I know as an emotional authority, I'm never going to have 100% clarity. I get to be really good with like a solid 80% or somewhere in there. And please don't hold to that number, you know, but just know that you're not going to have 100% assurance. So that's where I feel like sometimes for me is I want to feel like, man, this is absolutely it. And giving myself permission that it doesn't have to be absolutely it um, feels like it softens and it doesn't feel so damn intense. And I don't have a lot of fear anyway of making quote unquote wrong decisions. I do know that has a lot to do with my three profile Um, and, you know, so many other things in my design, but the other piece that I feel like I have not only, I don't feel like I've witnessed it so much for myself, but you know, I'm surrounded by emotionals and my family. And I think it is discerning when you're in neutrality with your decision and learning where the highs and the lows are and knowing there's no truth in those moments and giving yourself that opportunity to get to that point of neutrality, knowing what that feels like for yourself. And I'm going to remind you and invite you to go back because I want to be for all for us to be able to get through all these authorities. But I want to remind you and go back to listen to the emotional authority episodes that we have for you, because we talk about how coming to neutrality can happen for each of you. It's going to be different for me as a manifester. It's going to be different, a little feel a little different, probably for somebody that has a sacral. And for me, and I'll just remind you, it's first thing in the morning. That's where I feel like I have my most clarity. And I go through my little morning routine that I have, and that helps me kind of align to that. Now, with these decisions that I currently have um, on my plate, I'm good with 70 to 80 percent somewhere in there. I feel like this is it for me. And I know I don't feel like I have a lot of highs and lows, and I have been trying to keep track of that a little more, not in the tracking way, but I do journal just about every day. And I can see kind of where my feelings are about things. And as it relates to these two topics, investing myself and where, you know, my next geography is going to be, even if it's just for a snapshot of time, as long as it feels good in my body, if it feels aligned, then I'm good. And that's how I'm allowing myself. But where we often feel the struggles, just one more time I'll share, is just that thinking that you have to be 100% clear. And um, certainly not knowing where your neutrality is. So I feel like those are the big things that I not only hear, but have felt for myself as an emotional authority. And I know you have emotionals in your life too, Monique. Yeah, those are, those are the two, the two main, you know, things that came to mind for me also, though, immediately when, when I started to think about this, I, um, I imagine I often don't try and like, I do this with everything in my life, but I often try and picture what it's like to be the other side. 
I don't do that a lot with emotional people anymore because I feel like I, I have no idea what that existence is like. Like the more I learn, the more I'm like, I can't even start to think about what it must feel like to really be in that shoes, especially with my splenic authority and with my non-emotional definition. It's just different. My experience is what I'm learning. So um, what I, so I'm not going to really, but what I've seen when working with people is that I don't want to talk about the people in my life necessarily that are emotional because I, I want to talk about what my, what I've seen witnessed with people like you that I know are leaning in or with clients I know that want to explore their emotional authority more because you really, I think this needs to be a very conscious uh, choice if you're an emotional authority to, to really work, start to work with that, right? Because Let's be honest, splenic authority is a bit different. It's like, yes, it's a conscious choice. These are all conscious choices, but I'm not committing to riding a wave. I'm not, you know what I mean? You, There's a level of commitment that goes to getting in tuned with your emotional authority. There is, there just is. Like you said, you've been tracking it. You have these decisions. You have to wait. Like you're a manifester and you have to wait. Like that's crazy, right? With what we know. But that's your process, right? Mangens out there with emotional authority, you have to wait too for clarity. What? Um, it's funny, uh, you know, Teresa and Brandy, who uh, two girls that we, we they made a they made a reel, and one was Brandy, who's a sacral authority, doing like these quick moves in the moment, and then it was Teresa, who's an emotional authority, kind of like moving slow that's I love that visual because that's like what not that everybody could see what I just did but go look for the real <laughs> and uh and it was such a good visual for me that's what it feels like for emotional authorities that I imagine the one thing I can imagine is that I would find it hard to trust myself if I had to wait and if that ebbed and flowed and went up and down in all these different ways so I think that the point you made about um about that is you know, getting to this, like wanting to have this feeling of super clear clarity and a hundred percent, da da da. Like that's got to feel very confusing when you when you when you don't get that regularly when you have this. So um, that that would lead me, I know, to a feeling of having a hard time trusting myself. So when I watch people like you going through this process and getting really in tune with it, mad respect. You know, I think that it's a really beautiful journey that you get to go on and how wise it gets to make you because I have seen it um, up level your, you know, understanding of yourself. I have, you know, um, and uh, not just for you, for for people too that, that choose to to want to look at it in this way. I, the only other thing I want to say is, you know, I, I said, how does it feel in my body? But really it's important that it makes me feel happy. Yeah. And I, I don't think that I, in the past, before understanding the learning design, I don't know that I went for, oh, does this make me happy? It, mm -hmm. I think the languaging I would have used is, is this the smart decision? Right. right. Is, and yeah. I, I just, I threw that out, you know? Yeah. Let's it's all smart. throw that out. Yeah. Actually. Smart according to <laughs> you, you know? Because when we get to spleen egg, that's not going to be a good question either. <laughs> it doesn't right. always seem like a smart decision, yeah. but yeah, you're right. And, and, um, and that's, that goes back to my, the point I made before, none of us are here to make our decisions in our mind and we're right. taught that we are, and that is a, we are being set up to fail that way. This isn't, although this way may take a bit more to understand, you know, at this point, um, it does make it easier. Yes. I know it has for me. Yes. So 
I think the two points that you made are great for emotional um, authorities out there listening in terms of self-trust, knowing that you can rely on yourself with 70% clarity, 75, 80%, knowing that you get to take time. Yes. Okay. If you're an emotional, I actually like it. I actually like knowing that I can take time. I find emotionals love it, leaning into it once they start, once they're like, oh, wait, I don't have to like, even, even sacrals, generators, I don't have to respond right away. No, no, you don't. Even though you're meant to, you get to like, take your time. If you're an emotional, give yourself time. Even if it's a minute, take a beat. There yeah. are people that, you know, will push back with, well, I don't have time. Do you have a minute? Give yourself one minute. And, and see if you don't feel a little more clear, right? Give yourself 10 minutes. Can you give yourself 10 minutes a day to, 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 you know, give yourself a beat is all I, I think. And, and that muscle, that self-trust muscle forms more, you know, and, and that neutrality becomes more clear, right? When you're, yeah. when you get there, the more that you, that you flex that if if we will so um flex your emotions i love that yeah i do too <laughs> yeah hell yeah let's, uh, let's um i love that i just i love bringing awareness to this one it's my it's one of my favorite ones to talk about but um i feel that there it would be a big strengthening of the collective uh if emotionals knew um you know how powerful their impact could be mm-hmm. uh you know and 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 this starts with self-trust for all of us so yes. you know we're just talking about how that applies to to maybe each authority yeah beautiful want to move on heck yeah let's move on to those sacrals next powerful right? sacrals yeah. yeah yeah what do you want to say about um, you want to start sacrals um i could start sure so sacral authority um i i sacrals out there you are moment to moment people right mm-hmm. so um i i, I want to say that the self-trust disconnect maybe for the sacrals can happen when they are not in the moment and when that when you're what how do we get out of the moment well for me as a splenic which is next uh it's like going into your mind a lot right and getting out of your body and uh and then the disconnect happens, right? Um, and for a sacral, I imagine this is very bodily for for you. So uh, for 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 you sacrals listening, this is a this this might surprise you what your body responds to if you're being very present. And then I imagine it's like a question inside that, like, wow, like did I just get excited about that? And then your mind goes, that's weird. Don't like or that's not responsible or that's not uh, profitable or that's not um you know any of those things so i was trying to think of another word but uh i'm having a harder time bouncing back from the mind these days because i really like shut that down it's like be quiet mind right but i feel like with sacrals it can be a bit of that too um and uh so this self-trust is like can i trust myself myself my body self just had this response to something that I, I don't even think is really good for me, or I don't even think that is responsible. Well, you're, you're not really here to think your way through your choices that much as a sacral. You're here to trust the moment, trust your body's response in the moment. And that response leads you to the next step and the next step and the next step and the next step. But y'all have that um, big enveloping aura that's like, 
really here to feel everything around it and take it all in. And, and it gets to be a little less um, personal. Like you get to touch this and this and this and this and this and this, and then choose. And like, you just trust that like the thing that, that lights you up the most is the next best thing. And then the next best thing. And then the more, again, that you build that muscle with your gut, um, maybe the easier that that gets. I think I, I love everything that you just shared. And I love that you quickly invited them to connect with the bodily reaction. And, and while we want you to only be choosing things that excite you, there's also that opportunity for that gut reaction to be something that repels you. And you're like, oh, not for me. That is great intel as well. It doesn't just have to be, you're not just guided by the things that excite you. You're also guided by the things that you're like, that's a big hell no. And I had a, a client that I was working with and um, that I'm helping coach and she took on a new role um, and in a new career path. And she said that she had, and she has sacral authority and she had a very um, profound and um, obvious, that's the word I want to use, um, gut response when she was making a pitch to a, you know, potential client when she was talking about the pricing and she's quickly sent me a voice message after that experience. And she's like, what the hell was that? I've never felt that before. And what we uncovered was she was really propelled with the company's pricing and her body told her no, like it, it would, she did not feel connected to that, to share that in the beautiful way, her big, beautiful enveloping aura is, it did not feel aligned for her. And so now she's unwinding. She's recognizing that role may not be for her. And she's been, her body is giving her those messages, which is so powerful. What she's not meant to do. So you beautiful sacrals are not meant to go up in your head and say, oh, you know, this is just part of the job. Or, you know, this too shall pass. No, your body just gave you great intelligence. And so asking yourself that leading question of, does this feel right? You know, it doesn't have to just be, does this excite me? Does this light me up? We say that all the time with sacrals, but does this feel right? And in that yeah. moment, she knew it did not feel right. And so, you know, if you're struggling with it, it's because often what I see is we're not taught to trust that. Mm -hmm. You beautiful sacrals have so much logic, depending on your design, but you really are taught to go up in your head and make decisions. You also mm -hmm. have the power to do it, right? You, you can, because you have the energy. So you think, well, I'll just do it, whatever. We're inviting you to take that pause, just like we invited you with the, you know, that you shared with the emotional authority. Take a beat for a second. Does this feel right? Does this feel aligned? What does this Thing that I'm feeling in my stomach, what message might that be offering me? And the more you can lean into trusting that and getting out of the logic that you were taught to use for so many years, it is so powerful. It really is. Yeah. The, thanks. Thank you for bringing that up. That's an excellent point because either way, whether you're, what a beautiful example that you gave to from your client. Um, and that's how that's how easy it gets to be for 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 sacral authority too. Is you can literally feel it in the moment. This my body is telling me this feels bad, wrong for me, incorrect. Whatever word works for you, it's not right in this moment. That's really what we're. And uh, so I think that the the main issue, again, I hate that word. That the main theme that can come up here for sacrals is about trusting your body. 
You know, yes. the self-trust here is about trusting your body. Like you said, we're not taught. We're so, and if you're a sacral authority listening, you know, your guiding question really here uh, through the lens of design is um, you're here to know yourself. Mm-hmm. You, you are here to know yourself. So if you're thinking about other people or other reasons or other things, you are sort of misguiding yourself. Yes. Your body is there to guide you. Trust that. If you are a sacral, trust your body. I feel like the self-trust connection is there. It's like every time your mind wants to talk you into something, um, again, I'm going to reference freaking brandy because she said it so great she was like if i know she said that she knows for herself if um she is like if if she hears her mind say like that's fucking crazy or like you're gonna do like or something like that seems like a crazy idea she's like that's what i know it's like a go or my gut or vice versa you know if your mind is trying to talk you into something and your body is like repelled then listen, listen to that. That's, I think, for sure, a big uh, that, a big place where the disconnect can happen for sacrals, I think. I love that you reminded our beautiful sacral listeners that, you know, this they are here to understand themselves. So ask yourself, do I want this? Do yeah. I want this? Does mm-hmm. this feel right for me? You know, it's like letting yourself be really clear for that. And in the example I gave of my beautiful client, it was clear that she did not want to share that price because she was not right to it. It was not aligned for her. So do I want to share this? No. Right. She felt that and her body, it was a very, very clear response. And so Mm -hmm. just allowing yourself to tune into it. That's what we're offering. That's where we feel like the challenge happens is we're programmed and conditioned to go into our mind. And that is not where our decisions are made. It's just a day. Yeah. Trust your bodies, sacral authorities, trust your body's heart always. Yeah. It's so incredible. Like you said, what gets to happen, what uh, we've witnessed happen when, 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 uh, when any authority leans into it, their authority, but especially sacral. Yes. Okay. Splenic. Splenic. Well, I guess it's to be the one that you're sharing because it's so powerful and potent. This is a very, very, they're all powerful, but this one, because it's so damn subtle is very powerful. So I, I can't wait to hear you share where you have felt challenged. It is really powerful and it's really special. Okay. I know I'm biased, whatever, but it's just really special. It's so freaking special. The relationship that you get to make with yourself, if you're a splenic authority and you start to trust it, I could cry right now thinking about it. It is really, really special. And like Amy said, it's really I don't really like to use the word quiet, but it is quiet and it's quick. Um, it's quick is what I'm learning. Of It comes quick and it goes. Quick. In the moment. <laughs> quick in the moment. Yeah. If you're a splenic authority, um, this, the biggest self-trust um, theme that I could see coming up here uh, is, is, tr- is really being able to trust these quick in the moment knowingness is to make your decisions like your life decisions on um, that feels a little crazy at first. However, if you're a splenic authority, I'm willing to bet you have felt a little bit crazy your entire life because that's how I felt. Um, I felt like I was kind of always like getting these like 
you know, in Intel hits about people, things and places. And then I thought I was also like, what are you talking about in there? Just thought it was mental chatter. Right. So how do you just, how do I differentiate what is mental chatter? Because we all have mental chatter. What are these like quick, quiet, subtle, spleening kids? It's, it's hard. And the only way at first to tune into it is to start getting really quiet with yourself, to start getting away from people, to start getting, um, in just quiet with yourself still and quiet. Not everybody wants to go there. Um, but if you're splenic, I encourage you to, because what happens is you start to be able to hear the voice or whatever, however it comes to you. For me, it's often my voice really quickly. Um, but it happens in the weirdest moments. I mean, I could be literally having a full conversation with somebody about something else and I could get a splenic bing about something. And it's like, whoa. And in the past, I never took the time to acknowledge it sometimes write it down now or text it to Amy if I can't write it down sometimes. I, like I put it somewhere. Um, so if I want to, my mind can kind of go re back and revisit it. That doesn't mean that I'll maybe rely on that same info because spleen's moment to moment, kind of like sacral. So I may revisit something that I wrote and then look at it and then I'll have a different thing in that moment. So again, this feeling of like, how can I trust myself? Like, I just felt this way about this thing. You know, now I'm like, and I'm not going to say that it changes like crazy. I feel like, I feel like it's not like a responding thing. Like generally, if I'm like pretty, like, like if I get a spinning kit, like I want to do this thing, I'm going to do this thing. It stays kind of like in that trajectory, I would say, um, unless I meet something along that line. That's like, ugh. which there's a repelling aspect to this too. But again, that makes the splenic person potentially feel a little crazy, like disc, like back and forth or like, why am I like, or like you're making up reasons why, but the spleen is not reasonable. It is not practical. It is not logical. It is, well, that's not true. Maybe practical is the wrong word. It's not logical. Um, it doesn't plan in the way that we're taught to plan, but I can tell you with very, a lot of conviction that my spleen has for sure done things for me in preparation for my future, for sure. And uh, that happens without thinking because it's a instinct survival authority. So the, the trick here in trusting yourself, I think that I've learned is um, again, about being present moment to moment, similar to say girls and um, about being okay with getting quiet with yourself. And um, because the more that you do that, the more that's how that muscle flexes, in my opinion. And then I can hear it even when I'm not by myself and quiet. I can hear it, you know, louder in louder places if I've like as I'm building the the muscle there. But um, yeah, did I did I say that all? Of well, of course, of course you did. <laughs> it was very because of course it was very authentic and genuine because you've tapped into it so clearly. The two things now I have a defined spleen and I think the past version of myself relied more on my spleen to make decisions and I can have it as a backup, right? I get that. But I think what I feel called to share on behalf of this for not only my own experiences, but I've, what I've witnessed of others, because I have a lot of, you know, uh, authorities that I'm surrounded by it, which I love, um, is that, um, not to try to make sense of it 
not to even try to rationalize, defend, describe, explain any of it. You do not have to, not only for yourself or anyone else. I say this all the time. I just know in my knower. That's what I, you know, it's like I, and I'm good with it. Let yourself trust that, trusting that you know. And the second thing that I would add is please do not do this to yourself or others that have this authority. Do not fucking ask, are you sure? That just dilutes the power of that beautiful in the moment intelligence. And we are taught, like I remember growing up, I would be asked, are you sure? Whether it was, you know, a parent, a teacher, you know, anything. And I like think of every exam you've ever taken you're, you know, yes, you have this stuff in your head that you're pulling out, but your first instinct is your answer and go with it as if it is the most rock solid information you've ever been given. And do not go up to this logical place to try to defend or explain it. And do not ask yourself if you're certain. Those are the two things that I wanted to share. You're so right. Because that question, are you sure? I, I just realized this while you were saying it, what it does is it's like, it almost turns on the fear activation in the spleen. And so the guys, the spleen is associated with the fear. Like if you, you know, whether you're defined spleen or not, right. That's where a lot, not all of it, but a lot of our fear um, things lie. So if I hear the spleen kit, that's like, this course seems great. I sign up for this course. Let's say that's what I hear do this thing. Right. And then I scroll down and I see the price and I'm like, Oh, shit I can't afford this or whatever that like I'm already how am I going to pay for this am I sure I need this card do I really want I'm like in my head right um that's fine okay I sometimes go through that process um but I remember that my initial feeling in my body was sign up for this course right and then if I go back the next day right and I and I feel that again which generally is what happens sign up for this course again right I'll see something else I'll read something else in it that I'm like oh my god I have to, I have to sign up for this course. In that moment, you, there's two ways you could go and play this out in my experience. You could, um, again, be like, okay, but how am I going to pay for that? Fear coming in, right? Or I could just pull the trigger, click and trust that because I had such a like visceral response to signing up for this thing that the next step is going to also be there. Trust myself in that the, ne the, the next step is going to be there. And that's hard to do at first, especially when it comes to things like this, this example I gave. Um, and I'm not saying I'm a pro yet, but those are the two ways it plays. And if I, and, and I, I still play out both often, right. But I'm learning to lean into the, the, that, that initial, like, just go. Because, but the more, but I'm learning to do that because I know I'm getting to trust the feeling more when I get it. So it's like, again, about building that muscle, but it's so much about um, presence and, and, and understand either way, it's your process. If you don't pull the trigger in that moment, you're, then you're meant to go through that fear process. Maybe, I don't know, because that sometimes I think is my process too. I need to maybe go through all that fear or, and then maybe get back to it. I don't know, you know, whatever, whatever our journey is and it could go either way, but um, play it out, play it out both ways, see what happens. Uh, but it's, it's cool to see and accepting that I am going to have fear no matter what <laughs> has helped me too, because 
I still get to rely on myself, right? Even though like the fear comes with it. That's how the spleen works, right? Instincts, you know, survival instincts can be scary. It's in the moment knowingness, not because it's logical. Right. Drop that. Let that go. Yeah. Sure. With all authorities, but this one, you know, definitely because what's the next one? Ego. Ego. All right. So for ego, there's there, you can be a ego projected projector, like my sweet little daughter is, or you can be an ego manifester, which is super exciting, which I don't know. I am considering wanting to be that one now in my next life. I know I've always said, I want to be like a sacral man, Jen, but I don't know, man, ego manifester. That would be a close second for me um god that sounds fun i would define ego so like i feel like like i just you know my projector self is like what if what if i just had that uh 45 21 anyway i don't so that'll be next lifetime possibly but uh ego projected or ego manifested let's talk about it you want to you want to start it i think for either one it's you know this is the ego right guys this is how will this serve me how does this impact me will is this for me and i think right away the challenge with that or the struggle with trusting that is we are taught to do everything outside of ourselves and make all of our decisions on how it will benefit everybody else and please everyone else and you are so not meant to do this this is such a minority authority too i mean you know we're getting narrower and narrower as to who have these yeah. authorities and so for that projector it's really getting clear for them of how will this benefit them and um asking themselves that and i think instead what might be happening is you asking others and you're getting others that have completely different authorities that are going to chime in and so it doesn't even allow you to you know go inward to trust yourself so this is very personal to you and which is beautiful okay mm-hmm. but how will this affect me the manifester is a little bit different because they have that defined throat. So they do have to speak it out loud, let themselves hear it of how this will benefit and impact them. But again, if you have someone around you, if you're the, if you're an ego manifester and you have someone around you, that's making you feel, remember, nobody makes you feel anything without your permission. I'm always going to give that disclaimer, but has you feeling, Ooh, this is selfish. This is where we're really inviting. We have a whole episode on this, Enlightenly Selfish. It is a beautiful thing. So impacting and empowering yourself of this is for me. And if you hear yourself saying it out loud, when a decision that you're trying to make and someone else might be shaming you or diluting the power of what you were you know, trying to get clarity on, they're not your people to say this around. Voice record yourself, something, allowing yourself to have it out loud. That's the manifestor piece. But both of you together, whether you're a projector or a manifester, it is all about how it affects you. And so for the love, do not, where you lose your trust is that fear of not being inclusive, that fear, or um, maybe probably some conditioning of, Ooh, I can't be that selfish. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're inviting you to really lean into trusting yourself. That enlightenedly selfish is going to get you to the clarity to making your decisions. Yeah. It's so true. Um, and, and like, like Amy said, we are getting very, um, you know, narrowed down, uh, emotional, sacral and splenic make up the majority, right? Yeah. I don't know what the figure is, but it's a, it's a majority, mm-hmm. a big majority. I mean, so, um, these are, this is a small number of people that are meant to be this 
super enlightenedly selfish type of way because I believe we're all meant to be some type of enlightened selfish but um even more so and this is something that again we're so not taught and something that I really try and let um inst instill in my daughter a lot since she is one of these because I do my daughter's a two-centered two-defined centered being right and she's a projector so we are deeply um designed to be conditioned right that's part that's kind of built into our aura the penetrating absorbing thing that's how that works because we're here to guide and we need to know what it feels like to be conditioned to guide right and to help understand this energy right that's a big part of our process so if i know that the daughter's two-centered being with seven open centers ego projected um I better be damn sure for the, her well-being in my mind, in my mother mind, that she is making these choices based on what serves her. Yes. Always. Unfiltered, Always. right? Like unfiltered, not Un what sounds exactly. right, what, you know, you've seen yeah. or witnessed yeah. outside of you. Compared to anybody others. else. Yes. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah. Um, it's big. It's think about this is your heart. This is your ego. Is my heart, heart in this? Right. Am I in this? And not right. literally yeah Not allowing yourself to think ooh who am i leaving out or how might this affect others you're not meant to do that please please so the distrust that. yeah the distrust here you know probably comes with um you know am i trustworthy if i'm always thinking about myself like how or you know i don't know but this one again maybe the 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 relationship the self trust relationship here is again maybe hyper important almost because this is about your heart right if your heart's not in it it's not for you and that that's not that's that means that you are not for everybody probably with this type of design and that not everybody's for you right like you're very um um you're heart driven and that's special that's special okay. and it's and it's powerful. Uh, it's yeah. the littlest motor in the chart, right? But it's it's a powerful one, right? It's got that that gate of shock lives there. That money line comes from there. There's all kinds of power residing in that uh, that little center in the graph, and um, and it's important to know that all of the decisions that you make are going to benefit the whole, even though they may feel like um, like you're thinking about yourself a lot, because that's probably a big part of your process um you have to be your heart has to be in it and again like yeah it's just if you think about the configuration of what that must mean for your for your to be an ego that means that you're going to be pretty open right that means you have no sacral that uh, defined that means you have none, no emotional defined right and that means you have a, a no spleen defined right that's how you get there at least those three are not let alone whatever else can be undefined in your chart so, um, yeah, those are, uh, uh, which would also mean you have no root. I'm realizing, right? Because if you have no emotional defined and no spleen defined and no sacral defined, you can't have a root defined. Correct. Yeah. So all those four, the whole bottom is going to be open if you're an ego manifest or projector i'm sorry i'm just realizing this as i'm saying it out loud yeah. and you know think about how special that is and how potent that one motor really right is. and so it's like i know what that's like to have as my one motor 
Right. Because and I so it's it. important but, that you do honor that being enlightened. Yeah. And so listen to that yeah. episode of ours and, you know, let yourself really live into that and um, to build that trust. That's what yeah, I Yeah. So self-trust with ego. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, do you want to do uh, what's next? Do you know the next? G-center. The G-Center. G-Center. Which is also G-Center is self-projected, self-projected yeah. projectors, identity center, G-Center. Um, there's a lot of words for this one. I just want to make sure. Board is another one, which I know doesn't yeah. land for you, but um, like, I, I really um, feel strongly about this one. I don't know. I only, you know, know a handful of people who have this. Um, and I just think it's, it's like a really cool one because they're really meant to. And I always think of the beautiful Shana from Day Luna. And I love like just her describing and empowering herself because how you're meant to trust yourself in making these important decisions by candidly speaking out loud and listening to whatever comes out of your mouth to help you to get to your clarity, to help you to get to your truth. Right. And so it's important. And, and, you know, I'm going to say a couple of things of where mistrust might come from my perspective. Mistrust um, is where I feel like um, you might be letting yourself speak out loud around to others. And these others might try to manipulate or control the outcome. And so this is where you get the opportunity to get really fucking clear on who your people are that you can trust that let you just speak openly, which I know Shana has Dana who will offer that, which is beautiful. Which, um, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, it means you're a projector too, which always goes back to the people you're around anyway. Yes. So yeah double up on what Amy just said, yes. because now you need sounding more people and like it's double important. Right. And then I had um, a client who um, he had this authority and he um, goes for walks every morning and he typically would either talk on the phone with one of his friends. And so I said, that's great. If that person is someone that you fully trust to help you get clarity to your decisions, if it is not, then um, voice record you having a conversation with yourself and let yourself hear it back. Even just hearing yourself say it out loud can help you get to that clarity. But this is not someone who can be with someone else who has time constraints and tries to speed them up in their process. They may circle around and go all over the place and zigzag and come up with all kinds of things. And that's all beautiful. And it's all part of their process. Yeah. And I think Go ahead. That's where the self-trust disconnect can happen for sure. For that type, I could see that. I mean, again, I could, yeah. I got to hurry this up because somebody may not listen any longer, or, you know, I'm just going crazy in my head and I can't get to any clarity. And I just keep talking on and on. It's like letting yourself do that. First of all, right. yourself without that. judgment and yes. without editing yes. and all of that. Right. Because it starts to feel like I, I imagine again, that it could start to feel like manic or like back and forth. Like, again, I don't have this configuration like in my design, but I have a defined G and I have a defined throat and I'm a projector. So I do think, and they're not connected my throat and my G, but anyways, I do think about the feeling must feel something like, you know, um, you're going back and forth and like you're flighty and like you get, you know, just dis- like that, that, that would come up I think for distrusting for me or like you can't be reliant on because like when you talk it out this way or like I don't know uh, but and if like Amy said if you don't have a, a person that you really feel like you can be that unedited unjudged voice with then uh, be that for you I imagine yeah. that if I was a self-projected I would walk around my house talking to myself all day long every day and just to hear my voice it's getting comfortable right trusting yeah. the voice yeah. right 
Yeah. Because Shayna does give a lot of examples about how it's a, she can hear it. And Dana does this too, that she can hear yes. Shayna's voice when she's, you know, because they know each other well and stuff. Yeah. And uh, that's cool. That's like a, a little magic sauce there. So your voice is that important uh, tool for you. Yeah. And uh, okay, go on. No, I was just thinking for that person, you know, the disconnect where you don't trust yourself is not letting yourself fully go through the breadth of what the process yeah, yeah of the process so thinking oh my god nobody's going to want to listen to this great be that for yourself right but yes you're there is somebody in your life that is going to want to listen um but you get to be that for yourself too so just let yeah. yourself go and go or will be that for you you yeah. can Ugh. reach out to us we i love self-projected listening to self-projected projectors talk through their process it's me really too. fun for me Oh, really like, fun for me yeah it's like wow 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 I know fascinating all your projector insights coming out at once that's great yeah. so <laughs> I think where the trust like as I, as we're wrapping up this one I think the trust comes from um mistrust comes from judgment of self and so I'm gonna and editing like, yeah for yeah. sure so just I'm, the invitation is just release that judgment and allow yourself to just navigate that whole process I mean think about me as an emotional you know or anybody that's emotional and all the waves they have to go to that let themselves this is no this is just another version yeah. of that in a different way and it's beautiful so just and um, it could happen fast too yeah. you could be self-project talking and like blah, blah, blah five seconds you have your decision cool and yes. then it could take like an, you know days the next time who knows whatever let it be both talk yes. it out yes Trust now yourself. we're really okay. getting down to the nitty gritty of the last mental projectors. God, there's so mental projectors. Um, God, they're so fascinating. They're so, so um, mental projectors. I mean, this is all about environment and uh, all about where you are in your decision making. Uh, so your self trust is going to come from being uh, able to go through that process if you need to go to different places before you come to your decision um do that if you need to uh you know go to this one place where you feel excessive amounts of clarity for really important decisions go there like find your place and i recommend because you're a projector with so much openness in your design at this point if you're a mental projector listening nature 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 mm. sit the fuck outside take in all that nature uh nature is so good for projectors always but um because we're taking in people energy all the time deeply so it's real good to take in some tree energy you know what i'm saying or some grass energy if you're a projector as a mental projector environment so if you're taking in nature and that natural beat and rhythm of life it may really afford you some clarity i think in your process and it may involve talking for you if you're a mental projector a little bit but and so it may not it may just be you journaling thinking whatever it may be a little more reflectory in that way giving yourself time to to process and i think there's a very closeness between reflectors and mentals even though the auras are differently designed but in terms of the process because again there's a lot of time here possibly involved it might take you a while to go through uh environments but so the disconnect here is can i trust myself and my body um because your body may feel differently in different environments i think if you're a mental projector um you're taking in a lot in your body um I imagine that that's where the disconnect could happen. You know, can I trust my body? Right. Not giving yourself the time 
right, to navigate different environments that can then provide you with that clarity. You know, and, and oh, by the way, if, you know, taking that nature walk or sitting at that certain park or this certain coffee shop, it doesn't have to be nature. It can be. It often seems like that's what we hear, but like letting yourself test these along the way right. and then not being disappointed with yourself, therefore mistrusting. When you go back to that spot that you got clarity for something before, you may have to test out a couple of different environments and that's okay. Yeah. Giving yourself the spaciousness to do that. Remember, like you're we're not sacral or splenic where it's in the moment. This is going to take some time and allowing yourself to take that time to navigate that and test out these different environments of how it feels in your body is literally your path to clarity and yeah. honoring that for yourself and checking in with yourself and not making up any stories about, well, God, I got so much clarity at that place before. It's great for that decision. It might, you know, um, right. it might lead to a little more investigation with the next one. And that's, it's always beautiful. So yeah. really allowing yourself to test all that out. Yeah. Giving yourself the flexibility to ebb and flow, I think is yes. really important too, as a mental projector out without a consistent energy motor here. So you're going to be, um, your, your, your speed is going to vary. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and the speed at which you make decisions is going to vary all of your, your speed with everything's going to vary. Like Amy said, you know, in one moment, maybe this was perfect, uh, the perfect space for you, but, uh, and now it's not, or that could change, you know, it changes you change or, you know, a million things, the people you're around again. Yes. That's so much of that. Yes. Uh, yeah. So just really giving yourself the spaciousness to test out the different environments and letting it be like out of curiosity and fun instead of like, Oh my God, I have to make this decision. Okay. Well then guess what? You're not even in the headspace to let yourself get there. Yeah. I heard recently too, uh, which I just felt like compelled to say right now is a lot of times for a, a mental projectors they may feel like they're around the wrong people but really they're in the wrong environment and the people are correct for you yep. but you can't even pick up on that because the environment's so like unaligned for you so really check in there um okay last but not Woo, ever least. It. Yeah, the lunar authority. Reflectors. Beautiful. Uh, One lunar authority. The reflectors, the magical unicorns, the powerhouses, um, the only ones that rely on the moon. You know, Our mirrors, our mirrors yeah. to our souls. Mm -hmm. uh, reflectors, we love you so much. I just have this like respect and awe for reflectors mm -hmm. and uh, this lunar process and the self-trust mastery that must be required here the patience, the ever-loving patience that you reflectors have to go through this process, again, similar to emotional authority and maybe mental projectors and some of the ego that we maybe self-projected, some of these ones that take more time, right? Time, 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 time. Take all the time you want, reflectors. If anything in your life makes you feel pressured or rushed or pushed or whatever poof, move it away from you because yeah. i just feel like the clarity and the self-trust here really that i've seen comes when reflectors give themselves that yes take, take that for yourself take it take it wherever you can take it you know if you're in a job where you don't have the time to take 30 days to make decisions or things like this then fine then um you know find ways where you can take time because that builds that muscle and as a reflector you're deeply affected by the cosmic things going on 
up there and you you're probably a person that's already connected in some way to either the moon or to the planets or to astrology or to energy innately there's uh you're like you're the oldest energy type did you know that reflectors but i just think that it's quite fascinating to think about that at one point there were more reflectors right and what happens is as we evolved we couldn't be that way we couldn't be that sampling aura because started to get like you know so now we've dwindled down to this collective little mass of reflectors and i the the torch that you carry gets gets to be really beautiful i think as we move into this next part for for us as a society because we are molding and changing and the projectors are here to guide and the manifestors are initiating differently and the generators are all waking up and responding to the things that light them up so like reflectors maybe you're getting to reflect back a little bit more joy but i imagine that that's hard too because you're reflecting back stuff all around you all the time so that gets confusing i'm sure the self-trust there the disconnect um you know is this my own shit that i'm feeling i don't know i don't know wait it out wait it out that's my advice go through that process and you'll start to be able to form again this this clarity a lot of reflectors like journaling a lot right because of that documentation through their process similar to amy she journals every day i don't journal like i journal when i feel like it. <laughs> splenic but um you know this process for a lunar authority of documenting i imagine gets to be really helpful too as you start to learn that trust relationship with yourself. Yeah. And honoring that cycle. I just hear that so much for reflectors yeah. Yeah. whenever they're yeah. getting into alignment. So I, I believe the mistrust, um, it comes predominantly from pressure outside of themselves to make a decision. Um, so really, um, owning the fact and declaring that it will take time, that the pressure is not yours. And so releasing that for yourself and, um, the other thing is probably a lot of judgment, you know, that they can't make a quick decision. And yeah. so if there are others around them that does not honor their process, um, releasing that as well and declaring for yourself, you know, I'll, I'll let you know, I'll get back to you. And just honoring that as you navigate the beautiful cycle that you get to go through and not letting yourself buy into anybody else's way of making a decision because yours is so beautiful and so unique and so well orchestrated for how you're meant to do it and, and, and powerful, incredibly powerful. And, and, you know, it's, it is very powerful. And I was just going to say why, um, you know, reflector, you know, when you look at your chart and you see all that white and no, and no definition, uh, like we, well, like all the other types have, you may be inclined to think like, oh my gosh, the openness of it all. But reflector, your aura is a badass. Your aura knows how to sample and how to fucking leave things and like how to sample and like taste and then sample and move on. Your aura is not like a projector's. You are not deeply um, designed to condition. Right. Right. You're designed to sample. Trust that your aura is yeah. going to do that. So you give yourself the time. You're not designed to be conditioned by people necessarily right. like I am. You're getting conditioned by the freaking goddamn planets <laughs> and stars and shit. That's time, okay? You are deeply connected to that um, ethereal, whatever, like other mystical world. So yes. give yourself that and trust that your aura, your body aura is doing 
the the sampling and the protectingness for you some yeah. people like to call it like a teflon type of thing like it's like but whatever whatever works for you to think of you got that bubble that reflector aura bubble protecting your ass don't worry about it because your body is built like that on purpose yeah. for yeah. you to sample safely sample everything so take your time sample it out and i think we made it through i know all of the self-trust issues with each type Yay yeah us. yeah and uh, i just hope and- that yeah, we've talked about, you know, the different authorities, but this was through a different lens. And yeah. we really are inviting everybody to guide themselves to their level of trust based on this beautiful authority that you hold so clearly. I think of all the beautiful things about design, because this is very much of kind of where we start with someone. When someone allows themselves to tap into their inner authority and use it as their guidepost to make decisions, the way that your life starts to line up for you is amazing. And so that's why I feel like, you know, this was a, an idea, of course, that came from Monique and it's a beautiful one to be able to share with all of you. So I'm glad we made it through all of that. Gate of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I am too. I'm really excited that this made it to fruition to an episode because um, like I said at the beginning, self-trust and uh, that journey, that theme, it's, it's a thing for me in my life experience. Yes. And, I, and I believe that if it's a theme for me, it could be a theme for others out I there, think right? That's so what Spleen tells me. Yeah, the um, ahas that come from people about making decisions, because I always ask, you know, anytime that I share this, how, how are you typically making decisions? And everybody makes it from their head. It's very rare that I come across someone who is actually already aligned. And so, you know, we're just inviting yeah. more and more self-trust. We always invite self-love. And so um, we would love self-trust and leads to like self-acceptance and self-acceptance and leads to self-love. And it's like, you know, this really deep journey we get to go on with ourselves and and our inner authority takes us, helps us get there quicker. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because I'm splitting, but I want to get there quicker. So (laughs) let's all, uh, let's all lean into our own inner authority and play with it and let us know how it goes. And we love you so much. Love yourself. Yes. And thank Bye you. until the next one. Until the next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself. And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that. We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.